Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of Design Education Talks, the collaboration between the team here of the New Art School and the Design Deducts podcast. Our guest today is Barry Satikir. Welcome, Barry. Hello, Ephraim. How are you? Oh, great, great. Good to see you. Good to see you too. It is fantastic in these uh, exciting times. So tell us, tell us about you and your work. Okay. Uh, first of all, hello everyone. My name is Borja Tekers and I'm from Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, I have uh, 20 years of uh, design and also 10 years of academic work. I also do professional studies in the field of classic animation, even as a, uh, um, before I was a child. And uh, today I gave a lecture on motion graphics, uh, design and animation at Bahçeşehir University in Istanbul. Also, I do professional work such as branding and corporate visual styles and also giving workshops on creativity, leadership, and design thinking. And uh, what I can say, I do not see design as a work of profession, and I'm really lucky in this respect. Mm, 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 mm. That's, that's a lot of stuff. So tell us about any projects that you're involved in, sort of the more specific. Yeah. Uh, I can say that my interests are primarily on motion graphics, mm. visual effects, immersive applications, such as augmented and virtual reality. And branding, also design project management. These are the stuff that I'm really busy with all the time. Right, right. And since I'm not a typographer, but I'm really into kinetic typography, uh, mostly in these immersive environments like virtual reality and augmented reality. And basically, my work is considered on this way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I call it actually augmented typography. That's what I can say. Okay, so is that is that commercial or is it for for gallery or is it for sort of or uh, uh, sort of every kind of work is included in this, both commercial work, artistic work, every kind of work, uh, including typography, kinetic typography in mm -hmm. virtual environments. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Fantastic. So, how did you get into teaching? Uh, before the academy, so I do have like ten years of experience in motion design industry. So I was already teaching my teams, my creative teams, about how the, to solve the technical issues and also the design principles. But I, I'm uh, even noticing it. I'm really, um, I was already a teacher. And actually, I believe that the best way to learn something is teaching it. And that was what I was doing before the uh, university. And as a professional and academician in the, design of, uh, in the field of design, I had the opportunity to be on the both sides. And I see this as an advantage, uh, especially because young students are really concerned about what they are going to do after their graduation, after uh, getting into the real life. And I see they are really right about it. So in the professional life, there is a huge difference between managing high crowded teams and uh, the students in the classroom, uh, they are, which are very confused, and have no ideas about what's going outside, but feeling uh, of being able to teach people uh, creates a great sense of satisfaction for me, mm -hmm. uh, such as the success of one good project at the end. Yes. So that's how I got into teaching. Brilliant. And how do you, do you merge what's happening outside with what's happening inside in, in a way sort of how can we create better opportunities and show students about employability and skills? Exactly. Uh, that's the reflection of what I believe. So I do a lot of commercial stuff outside 
And now I'm teaching uh, how to do it as I'm in the kitchen. So uh, building the trust between the industry and the students. That's mm -hmm. uh, what should be done in the industry and also in the academics. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to build the bridges okay. between students and the yeah. industry uh -huh. by inviting the professional people, uh, making some visits to the agencies and uh, also connecting with the actual customers and clients and trying to understand their perspective or what a project is. So I'm trying to build these bridges by the way that I can do right now. Fantastic, but what can the students do? What, to... what can the students do? Yes. Okay, it's a really interesting era. Mm. And most of the time my courses are predominantly program-based and technical courses. I'm teaching After Effects, Cinema 4D, and other stuff like that. And this is really complicated because uh, both these softwares are really easy to learn, but they're very challenging concept of creating motion design. So uh, I'm not just trying to show the technical side of those programs. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to show the potential, what you can do with these. Absolutely. And uh, as I'm trying to build the bridges between the industry and the students, so I'm trying to concentrate on the real life examples, mm -hmm. uh, trying to find the projects that I can teach by breaking it in pieces and showing the students to understand what are the basics. And the students really respect this effort. Mm -hmm. Just because they understand, okay, they will, uh, this will work at the end of the graduation. Yes. And I try to be as, uh, as much as open-minded as I can be mm -hmm. and also adapt the habits of the new generation because they are so concentrated on the results, not the process, which absolutely, we are absolutely. used to. Uh, we are trying to really focus on the process, but they are on the results most of the yes. time. So uh, that's why teaching design is one of the things that require a lot of patience and also uh, maybe per perhaps the most recent return. The easiest way to do is to take the student out of the classroom, uh, their secure environment, and put them into an experimental laboratory. Yes, yes. Such as real life cases. That's what I'm doing. Yes. Yes, also, also from the student perspective, I mean, what would you advise like people that are interested to, to break into the industry? Yeah? Mm -hmm. From the student perspective, what would you advise them to do in order for them to be able to have a break in the industry? Yes, there are so many ways. Not single one way will fit mm -hmm. for everyone because I don't see every student is the same. Uh, is the same character with the same talent with the same abilities yes but but for example would you say uh, portfolio would you say interview skills what, what what sort of what would you tell them to improve or to work on in order to be able to to, to create to have employment in the in the creative industries it's about learning to see the details mm -hmm. everything is hidden in the details the design is actually constructing those details the ideas, the execution of the ideas, making those abstract ideas into visual forms mm. is about, all about seeing. Mm. Then understanding the cognitive uh, talents comes up there. But what I really want the students to learn is to see first, like ways of seeing. <laughs> we always talk about this. You have to understand the, the details. You have to understand why they are there. 
and how they are there. So uh, it's all about education, uh, building up these bridges on those details. So I strongly uh, recommend, recommend my students start to see things in different ways, in different perspectives, in different roads. There is no single one formula for every student to understand what design is. Learning to see, yeah, for, exactly. of course, of course. That, that, that's a very, very good foundation uh, mm -hmm. and to translate that. So are you sort of kind of um, happy with the, the current structure in education? Is, is it something that you, would, uh, that you would change? Is it something that you would uh, add? Or uh, especially now with the challenge we're having on, when we were teaching online. But also when we go back to the offline uh, teaching, is, mm -hmm. that, is, is that something that you would, you would want to change? It is always about the challenges. You know, our situation right now, I'm doing my classes online, lectures. Oh, I'm, yes. uh, I'm teaching through my video tutorials on the YouTube. So I'm sharing all the stuff that I can have. And I'm trying to get the best resources for the students because they are not aware of yet. They don't, uh, they were born in this industry, okay? They were born in this era. They know everything is ready for them. Everything is customized for them. Everything mm -hmm. is ready, actually. They don't need to look for anything. They are focused on the results. They are focused on the final product. But the process mm -hmm. is not what they really need to understand. So uh, what I think about is, uh, this is all challenge, both for the students and both for us as teachers. So we have to understand their perspective. We have to understand their way of thinking. And also uh, in my classes, I do something different than what others do. I try to direct each student according to their own skills and abilities, rather than keeping them as one in my classroom. Mm -hmm. In other words, uh, I ask them to choose the most suitable tasks that they can make. They can be such theoretical tasks, organizational tasks, and also practical tasks. And I expect them to complete those tasks. Mm -hmm. So not, uh, not every student do the same task. So um, each task has, of course, certain ease and difficulties in itself. And actually, each student is helping the others mm. uh, who take the other tasks. One guy is one student is responsible for a theoretical task, which is making research about the topic that we are dealing that week. And the second one is making an organization with an artist or a designer and inviting him to the class or taking a studio trip, uh, like five or six classmates with him. And the practical task, the guys who make these softwares shine with these programs and of course. the projects. So uh, as a team, they are working right now, even they don't notice it. That's what uh, I do to adapt myself to their expectations and also my experiences about teaching, because I don't want to really teach anyone who doesn't want to learn a program or uh, any software that he will or she will not work in the future. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a like an interaction between a student and the instructor, you have to give them alternatives because they already have those alternatives within them. They can learn from YouTube. They can learn from Udemy. They can yes, learn from yes. anywhere they can. You, they are not stuck with it. They don't have to listen what you say. So you have to find a very well-constructed concept 
and also a teaching method to show what is possible in the duration, in the process of designing something, not only focusing on the results. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I try to do, actually, in my daily time. Yes, that's, that's very, very good. I'm just saying from a curriculum perspective, yeah? So from the mm -hmm. perspective of organizing a structure, a class, or, or, mm -hmm. or a course, mm -hmm. do you find something for the curriculum that you would like to change? Actually, uh, I fit into my curriculum myself. I fit it in, I uh, organize my tasks each week. So I have those topics. Uh, and I'm building the class myself. No one is just uh, adding or uh, distracting something from my curriculum. So it is all based on me. I'm one of the uh, instructors in Turkey teaching motion design. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's not so common in Turkey, unfortunately. So I try to build up as much as I can, uh, showing the industry standards and the expectations to the students in this curriculum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, but also, also, would you sort of want to have extra lessons that would help students understand aspects of motion mm -hmm. design? So would you add certain lessons? Do you find anything missing from the whole structure? Not just, not just from your course, but yeah, from, okay. The okay. Actual, yeah, from, the actual, from the actual program. Would you have any mm -hmm. additional classes would you have or would you or, or would you remove something or would you say that that's something is not necessary mm, okay as i said i try to take the class out outside of the classroom mm, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by these studio visits or artist visits and any other organizational tasks these are all for this i'm trying to taking out every student out of the class so they can have their own path own way and i just want to want them to discover their own resources what they are really interested in what they are uh, capable of because motion design is a multidisciplinary design mm -hmm, it, it includes cinema it includes theater it includes choreography music sound so none of the current curriculums is enough for them they have to find new sources for themselves. It's of course our obligatory. We, we need to find uh, the way to tell about those resources effectively, but most of the time they are alone themselves. Mm -hmm. So to be aware of that is the first step that we can achieve right now. Absolutely. But it is not about adding or subtracting anything from the current curriculum. I'm not just thinking about the way I'm doing my classes uh, in a regular basis. I'm trying to live this design as a life. I'm yes. not trying to teach. I'm, I'm living design and I'm trying to show how to live with design. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. That's, that's very good. That's, that's very good. So you, you want to have the paradigm of the li living design. Which is, exactly. That's, 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 exactly. That's a very good one. That's a very good one. It's life. <laughs> of course. And, and, and we are lucky for that. I always say that, okay, this is the best job in the world and you don't even understand that you are working. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how can our viewers and listeners find more about you? So they can find me from my website, barisatikers.com. Uh, even I'm really ashamed for that. My portfolio has not too many projects because I'm most of the time spending my time in academics, but I have a couple of projects, but I'm doing my uh, own projects also. I'm uh, consulting for a freelance company that I built. It's 
called Copros. So I'm organizing meetups with the uh, talents and I will be also inviting you to Turkey to give a workshop with my students. So uh, I try to do my best to show not my work, but my understanding of how to teach and share design. So, and uh, especially uh, for the new paradigms like artificial intelligence and productive design techniques that we are working on now as in Bacheshire University in our laboratories, I always invite new people to join us to find some uh, inspiration, to find some resources or the tools that we even don't know, even don't understand. So uh, they can find me through these uh, platforms where I call uh, people through Bacheshire University and also from my website, my blog. And I'm also uploading my uh, new tutorials to my YouTube channel. It's again, yes, you can see some uh, new technical stuff most of the time after effects and cinema 4D, but I really like to share what I learn. Uh, and since these softwares are always updating themselves, mm. uh, it's always a challenge for me to learn and teach again. That's it. So, uh, I really like to connect people and I'm really feeling lucky to connect with you too, to give, to have the chance to speak in your podcast. Thank you. It's very great, great, great to have you. Any last piece of advice you'd like to leave us with? Any last, last comments? Okay. So, uh, as I was talking about what I'm doing in mm. artificial intelligence mm. and immersive media, virtual reality, augmented reality, these are the new concepts all of the designers are challenging with right now. And there are two approaches. One says, okay, this is all good for uh, the human kind. And the other says that, okay, this is terrible. This is a catastrophe that we are going to lose all of our jobs as even we are designers. So, and at this point, uh, I think the general approach to our research on artificial intelligence is not yet su sufficient in terms of aesthetics and creativity. So, and it's actually not the artificial intelligence fault. It's our fault because we don't define what is creative and what is aesthetic yet. Mm -hmm. So uh, we cannot just uh, blame artificial intelligence to get our jobs. Even it's all the parametric design that we are talking right now and uh, we just cannot turn artificial intelligence into a, a understanding of aesthetics and creativity. So what I like to say is uh, this is the time where in 80s the computers uh, comes into houses as personal computers and this changed a lot in design industry. Uh, many of the people who hasn't uh, got those chance before to design and to make digital designs typography, uh, printing, or some other kind of stuffs, they had a chance to build up something new. So in this time with artificial intelligence and uh, also with these immersive environments such as virtual reality, augmented reality, we have new opportunities to build up something absolutely new. We have new boundaries right now. We have new chances, new opportunities to understand and we have to accept those changes, those challenges, those opportunities and adapt them into our workflow, even teaching or designing. And we don't need to move away from traditional rules or the methods that I'm talking right now. 
But on the contrary, it's very exciting for me to realize the points of view of design basics that will cover new tools and styles. So we have to work very hard to learn constantly, gain new design experiences and explain it to the new generations accurately and effectively. That's what I would like to say. We that's, have to work harder than we have done before. That's very useful. That's very, very useful. Well, thank you so much. It was great to have you. You too. Thank and you very much. I'll be in touch. Thank you so much, Barry. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Lefferis.